What's going on, everybody? Welcome back for another episode of Trigger. This is Trigger, episode number 485 here on Wednesday, October 4th. And October came in like a lion. Uh, right? Isn't that the saying? Moved in like a... Yeah. Um, Kevin McCarthy out as Speaker of the House uh, in a shocking development yesterday. Historic. Um, Historic. I was very surprised uh, when when it was rumored that this was going to you know come up. Um, I thought for sure, I was like, oh, no way that's going to happen. Well, Just I because th- it's never happened before. Yeah, I thought the motion to table was going to pass. Yeah. It seemed so, like it. Everybody was saying, you know, who, uh, what's his name? The chair of the House Ways and Means was like, this is a massive waste of time. Mm-hmm. It sounded like it was going to be DOA. And then mm-hmm. those eight Republicans, well, there were, well, 11 Republicans voted against the table motion. Then there were eight that voted for the vacate. Yeah, the eight that voted to vacate, Gates, Biggs, Buck, Burchett, Crane, Good. Mace and Rosendale. So here's the thing. While I am happy that McCarthy is gone, uh, because everybody that listens to this podcast knows how I felt about him, I'm a little bit concerned for a number of reasons, uh, but there is some positive signs today that my concerns are not going to become an issue. Now, when this all was happening yesterday, I was saying, you know, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't mm-hmm. because we could have ended up with somebody worse. However, it seems as if the people who previously had passed on running for speaker because either A, they didn't want the job, or B, couldn't you know get to the 218, now are going to run. And that includes the great Jim Jordan, um, who I think a lot of hardcore conservatives are now coalescing around. Um, you also have Steve Scalise, who I think is a good choice. Uh, you know, slightly more establishment, but also a rock solid conservative. Yeah. I'm just both of those about men. Health, sure, yeah. sure. Uh, but you know, if he thinks he is healthy enough to run yeah. for it, like listen, if he thought he was going to drop dead tomorrow, he wouldn't run for the job. Yeah, I know him. Yeah, and in in the past, that's the reason he didn't run. Yeah, but both of those men are staunch upgrades yeah. over Kevin McCarthy. Um, I'm surprised Jim Banks didn't want to. Jim Banks is running for Senate. He is running for Senate. Yeah, I forgot about which that. is way more important. We need that Indiana Sorry, seat. I, I, oh my God, yeah. that was months ago. I it's keep a little forgetting. silent. It's in the yeah. background, but jeez, I forgot he's, about that. He's, yeah, uh, he's, he's in a good position out there. Yeah, uh, taking um, over because uh, Mike Braun is leaving, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's running for governor, I think. No, no, he was governor. I don't know. I'm, I don't just, know. I'm so confused. It's, I've been Indiana is one of those states yeah. you kind of just let happen because yeah. the Republicans are going to win. Um, <laughs> So yeah, both of those guys would be major upgrades over Kevin McCarthy. Stefanik is also apparently running. Uh, I don't think that she's going to beat either of those guys out. I think she decided not to. Oh, okay. I think. It's a very quick-moving thing. Yeah, Probably yeah. by the time you listen to this, the situation yeah, will change. Yeah, situation will change, yeah. Um, I think that there... So that my main concern was that we end up with someone worse. That concern now has somewhat been uh, pushed aside. Yeah. I I will say, the way that this happened, I don't like. I don't like Matt Gates and these guys, these eight you know Republicans teaming up with all the Democrats to remove McCarthy. I always thought that if McCarthy was going to be removed, it should be through our own volition. Yeah. So while the end game may end up positive, I really don't like these guys teaming up with the Democrats. I also think that the next rules package is going to ensure that it's not a one vote or a one person uh, motion to vacate. Um, I think it should be at least 12 now. 
Well, here's the thing. So it in traditionally historically it has always been one. Now, it only changed to not one during the reign of Pelosi. Um but with you know how Gates behaves and listen, a lot of Gates's arguments are correct. Right? A lot of his arguments about the budget are correct. But I don't think this was ever actually about the budget. No. I think that when he built in this one-person motion to vacate back in the rules package back in January, he knew that he was eventually going to do this to McCarthy. It was only a matter of when. He saw his opening here. you know, And a lot of this was due to McCarthy's own doing. You know, He's not innocent in the matter. Uh, obviously, he had betrayed a lot of members over the years. Uh, he had a reputation for being two-faced. He made a side deal on the Ukraine stuff, which right now is just – you know, so out of tune with the base of the Republican Party, especially when his members, over half of the Republican members, had voted against funding Ukraine aid. Yeah. Right? So he's basically going in the face of his own members. Now, now the caucus didn't vote to remove him. It was these eight and the Democrats. Um, so that's really how I feel about the whole situation. Uh, I mean, do you have anything to add? You know, yeah, no, I mean, it should have been, you know... If you want a different speaker, you win next year's elections with a larger majority and you find a better candidate. Yeah. You know, that's how you do it. Siding with the Democrats on this is just I, – I, it's, it's just – it's so un- – I, I don't know. There's there, also, there are no words for it really. There's also a problem of McCarthy was a very effective fundraiser. Yeah. He was a very effective campaigner. Yeah. Um, you know, without, without McCarthy – we wouldn't have no. the majority. Absolutely not. And so he does deserve some credit for yeah. that. Now, also, you can give credit to Ron DeSantis because – and this was, I was reminded of this yesterday. Yeah. Without Ron DeSantis ripping up that Florida congressional map – do you remember when we, recovered, yep. when we covered that? Yep. If he hadn't done that, we yep. wouldn't have a majority. No. So, you know, uh, there's a lot to be s- said here. I, I think Scalise is a good campaigner. Yeah. Jim Jordan, I think, would be a good campaigner too. The only thing I worry about is taking Jordan off judiciary because he's really good at that. Yeah. Well, that's um, the thing. For, this puts the whole Biden impeachment inquiry stuff like in limbo. It's just, you know. Also, there are a host of stories that embarrass Democrats that have now been nuked out of the news cycle. Yeah. So, well, I don't no, think I don't think with the impeachment inquiry with either of those speakers is in jeopardy at all. Well, now that we have those two. Yeah. 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 But for a few hours there, it was yeah, like it was, was some agita. And I think, you know, what I, th- I mean, maybe you come down differently. But with McCarthy, there's no in-between. You know, he's either really good, and then when he screws up, it's, it's, it's really bad. It's really bad. Yeah. And I understand, you know, listen, it, what, what's happened has happened. I'm, I just was hoping that we would find somebody who can get 218 relatively easy mm-hmm. without going multiple rounds like with McCarthy um, earlier this year and, you know, basically uh, keeping the flames stoked of this of this Chernobyl fire that we have here. Um, yeah. Because right now we're on the precipice of political disaster. You know, the, the, the Republican Party is getting sky-high preference numbers regarding crime, the economy, and immigration. I mean, on the economy, it, it has reached a level not seen since Eisenhower ran for president. And then this stuff kind of... It does. It puts the House at risk. Yeah, well, so a few things. I think... I mean, the Democrats, I mean, their talking point narrative, uh, you know, we're the responsible... I mean, that's bull...
you can see that's nakedly transparent you can you can put that into sashimi in like two seconds but for yeah. like most i mean it is it is kind of a mess mm-hmm. i mean it's just as you know i don't think anybody i hope nobody you know is cheering this i mean maybe some people are but i, I not the right moment uh, I think that we could end up better off from this. It's going to be a rocky road the next yeah. few weeks. With the votes on um, Tuesday? Yeah, because Columbus Day, they're off. Well, yeah, that's Sometime why they're not starting until yeah. Tuesday. Next, yeah. Um, I think that we can end up better off from this. I also think that the whole chaos narrative is somewhat of a liberal media narrative. Um, I do think that occasionally... The massive overturning of the system is good for the system. Now, what I will say is we can't have this go, you know, a million rounds. Yeah, that's um, that's what, yeah. Like, that can't happen. Yeah. So, we need to go into Tuesday with, like, two or three top-line candidates. You take the first vote. Whoever has, the you know, the most two go head-to-head. Yep. And then, you know, we and do two or three rounds. Give and that then person the gavel yeah. and we can move on with regular yeah. order and get this behind us. Because yeah. we cannot, this cannot go multiple, yeah, it but, can't. It just but can't. But the whole, like, chaos thing, like, Congress, in, in a way, is supposed to be chaotic. There, for a long time, the Speaker has ruled as the king. And I don't like that. But what I will say is, again... The way that Gates did this was f***ed up. I don't like that. I also don't really like Matt Gates. I think that while he may have some very valid complaints about Congress in general and the lack of regular order, the side deals that McCarthy made, you know, all of that, at the end of the day, he doesn't actually care about that. Yeah. He cares about his TV time, his fundraising, and his political ambitions. Yeah. Now... That is 98% of the people in this town. As we've said many times, yeah. there are very few good people in the halls of Congress. Um, but the way it was done is what I disagree with. Now, yeah. the end game, if we end up with a Speaker Jim Jordan, I will be thrilled. Yes. It will be a much... Thank you, our lucky you know, stars, though, because this thing, we, I mean, he went in with this thing with, with no plan. Other than getting his, you know, media time. Well, and he also has a personal gripe with McCarthy. <laughs> he does have personal because gripe Because of this ethics investigation, yeah. which very well could take down Matt Gates. Gates at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and let's not forget, Matt Gates is also a silver spoon child. Yeah. His father was political loyal, uh, royalty in Florida, yeah. and he's, his family's rich, you know. He, I mean, he's, he's... The only reason he's there is because of that. Yeah, and he's, so, gonna, and he, he's probably going to run for governor in 2026. He's a, no, I don't know about that. Uh, I think that this ethics investigation is going to find a lot of shit on him that's going to permanently damage yeah. him for the future. Well, we'll see. Um, yeah, we'll see. But, but if he ends up governor of Florida, that would be sad. I really hope that doesn't happen. Because yeah. he is not good at governance, as seen by what just happened yeah. yesterday. He likes to throw grenades into the tent. And, you know, there there, there is a time for that, but... Uh, yeah, but at the now. end of the day... Not now. The end of the day... Yeah, I get done, you know? Right, right. Which yeah, is I, why Ron DeSantis is a great governor in yeah. Florida. It's not, you know, he, but he has the best of both worlds because he can lob the grenades, you know, verbally and from the bully pulpit, but also get a ton of shit done, mm-hmm. right? There's effective politicians that can do that, but, you know, it, it, Matt Gates, you know, whatever, him and his hairdo. There are some other stories coming out of Congress, and Matt, you covered quite a few of these today. Yeah. Um, First, well, first off, you know, this did cover up a lot of bad Democrat stories. Yeah. 
the House Democrat admitting to a felony. Yeah, Jamal which was Yeah. Yeah. Um, then you have the uh, Biden administration lead Iran negotiator caught as an Iranian spy. Yep. Um, you have the California governor appointing a uh, Maryland resident and Democrat dark money donor to fill the vacant California seat. Uh, more on that in Lock, just a second. Locking up that abortion vote. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that more in a second. Yeah. Uh, Senate Foreign Relations Committee Chair Bob Menendez charged with taking bribes from a foreign government. Yeah. The president's son pleading not guilty to a gun charge. So where the where his attorneys have told DOJ they plan on calling the president as a witness, which is hilarious. Yeah. Apparently, also Hunter Biden's legal bills now north of ten million dollars. Um. The president's son listed the president's address as the beneficiary on a wire transfer from a CCP-linked company. We talked about that last week. And, of course, the impeachment inquiry hearings. All of that was crushed out in the news cycle by this. Um, so the Democrats, who were really spiraling, were thrown a life raft. Yeah. Um, Especially that, that Bowman story. Because it, that r- relates directly to the stopgap measure that was passed this this weekend. You know, he pulled the yeah. fire alarm, which is a... Which is a, a crime you can go to jail for six months well it's it's, there. it's january 6th yeah it's january yeah it's an insurrection yeah. yeah and you know he he he's caught on camera mm-hmm. there are signs everywhere he's a former principal it, it just I, let me tell you something when i now i'm gonna sound like the old man here mm-hmm. back in my day <laughs> in yeah. second grade i remember our principal mr sullivan who um basically <laughs> threatened us with the death penalty yeah. if any one of us ever caught pulled the fire on. In fact, one kid did, and uh, that caused a problem. I, I forget what happened to that kid, but no, it was serious. You yeah. know? It's like, you know, the and also, I thought it would open the door. Bowman was a principal. Yeah, like, what do you he mean was it a opens princi- the f- door? What he was a principal about? at a school and was in charge of yeah. running... He was in charge of running fire drills. Yeah. So there's no way yeah. that he can get away with that argument. Even libs were like, you know, liberal media reporters all, who work on the Hill and are, uh-huh. are like, what, what is this guy talking about? What is, oh, if he's in a rush, there's that amazing tunnel system underneath uh-huh. the building that can uh-huh. ferry people to and fro from the chambers. What 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 is this? What What's going on here? It makes no sense. Also, emer- like when it says emergency door only, what do you think yeah. is going to happen? yeah. Like well, it, apparently he can't read, but yeah. um, he's he, he's apparently his lawyers are are negotiating some sort of agreement. Well, that's that's I mean this was basically the same as January sixth because yeah. it was obstructing an official proceeding, which is a felony. Yeah, and that is the same charge as many of the January sixth yeah. defendants. Yeah, so I expect him to see the same level yeah. of justice. Air quote. Yeah, uh, according to Merrick Garland, there's no two systems of justice. I'd like yeah. to see that happen. Um, well, you forgot about his leaked talking points, too. Yeah, well, we don't have time to get into that right now. It's but funny, though. We'll talk about it next time. Uh, go ahead. We have, now well, you, you started it, so you might as well okay, finish fine. it. Okay, fine. Listen, basically... <laughs> we got a lot to get through. Okay, here. basically it was, I pulled the fire alarm because I had to stop the Nazi Republicans. And then that got leaked, and then he had to be like, no, 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 no. I didn't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, they're not Nazis. They're, not they're Nazis. just neo-Nazis. They're just neo-Nazis. Yeah. yeah. He had a rough go of it for the past two days, but hey, he got a life raft. Thank well, yeah, you, now it's time yeah. to reduce. Yeah, yeah the, gates, the Gates life raft. Uh-huh. Um, let's see. Next up here, I will say Patrick McHenry, who, McHenry, who is now the 
Speaker pro tem. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, not, it, it's pro tem, right? Or tempore. Tempore. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. He's the, he's the main in charge right now. Yeah. He has <laughs> the, the gavel. Acting guy. There's a yeah. new person selected. The bow tie yes. guy. Yeah. Uh, he didn't waste any time last night exacting revenge on the yeah. Democrats. Yeah. Uh, why don't you tell us what's going Basically, on? Basically, you know, they have those hideaway offices on Capitol Hill. Uh, Steny Hoyer and Nancy Pelosi. He told them, hey, pack up your Get out. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, basically to explain what this is to people who may not know, there's like a corridor of offices that are right next to the House chamber yeah. that are supposed to be part of the Speaker's offices. The Speaker's offices is like a network of offices there that are tied all together, essentially. Um, and so Pelosi and Steny Hoyer had been in those offices after the Republicans took charge of Congress they were essentially using them as their as their, you know, main capital offices, uh, but they were squatters essentially because they weren't supposed to be there. Uh, those are supposed to be Republican held offices, yeah. and so McCarthy essentially was playing nice and not kicking them out. Uh, well, since the Democrats decided to kick the speaker out yesterday, McHenry said, yeah, McHenry said, you guys, you're <laughs> gonna get out right now yeah. and kick them out overnight. Yeah. Uh, Nancy Pelosi was not there yesterday because yes. she flew with Diane Feinstein's dead body <laughs> to California. Um, what? That's what exactly what happened, you know? Um, listen, Diane Feinstein should have never even been in Congress. Did had she died when we did our last episode? I can't remember. Um, <laughs> well, she's dead. Um, and so we're going to talk more about the Senate appointment later on. Um, sometimes it's hard to keep track of what happens and what hasn't happened since. Yeah, the, it's you know. true. So. Uh, that's that's what's happening there with that, and then um, we have to uh, and then to wrap up the uh, segment we have here on the the House Speaker stuff. You wrote this story, mm. at least I think you did. Mm-hmm. McCarthy on why he thinks that Matt Gates ousted him as oh, House well, Speaker. we mentioned it before. It was the ethics investigation. Yeah. He thinks it was completely it was personal animus, uh, not just with Matt Gates, but all eight. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, he's like, listen, it was the ethics investigation, and, and the text will show that. So we'll we'll see what happens. Well, and here and here what I'll, here's what I'll say about this. The one thing I will give McCarthy credit for in the end here. He could have went yesterday after he was kicked out of the speakership and went to, you know, eight Democrats or whatever and, on made, his a, knees. and made a deal with the devil. Yeah. He could have made a deal with them and said, if you vote for me, I'll give you, you know, the, these control, committees or Medicare whatever. for all. Something, he, well, no, yeah. I mean, he wouldn't have done that. I, I that there's no I way know, that I way. Know, I know. But, you know, but he could have traded, you yeah. know, committee seats or, or something else. And he said, no, I'm no. not going to make a deal with the devil. I'm not going to sell my soul to the Democrats to keep this job. Um, so I will give him credit yeah. for that. And it would have been a even new though, speaker, too. Even though, in part, the reason he lost his job to begin with here is because he made a side deal with the Democrats on the Ukraine funding, yeah. which was specifically against the wishes of the majority of the caucus. So, you know, while I give him a kudos for, for what he did yesterday, what he did over the weekend I find unforgivable. Yeah. But then also, later on, we, you know... We have these eight that voted against him. A lot of them took millions of dollars from Kevin McCarthy to get elected oh, last yeah. year. Yeah. Including that two faced lying Nancy Mace. And Oh, she's I've, she sounded like a Democrat. I've 
never, yeah. ever liked her. Everybody knows that. And now I've just been proven 100% correct in the fact she took all that money from Kevin McCarthy to win her primary against a rock-solid conservative, uh, Katie Arrington, um, in South Carolina. Took all that money from Kevin McCarthy. She won. And then promptly turned around and stabbed him in the back. And where I come from, loyalty is important. You don't do that. Uh, and then, then, and where you can talk more about this. Then yeah. she went out there last night, yeah, and sounded like a f- California liberal, yeah. in her reasoning on why she voted against Kevin yeah. McCarthy. I, I had no idea. I'm like, who is who is this lizard person? Who is this yeah. pod person? Yeah. What has she done with Nancy Mace? She it wasn't you know Gates went you know was about the spending, the debt, and everything, all that. Mm-hmm. Nancy Mace's reason for boost uh, for booting McCarthy was. He didn't move fast enough on women's issues. Women's issues. Women's issues. And it's just like, I, I don't know how anybody uh, around her kept a straight face mm-hmm. when she said that. Mm-hmm. What does that even mean? I know. Isn't she uh, pro-choice? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so basically... But also... We had a... But also celebrated when Roe v. Wade was overturned. Yeah. You know, she's one of those people who doesn't have any principles. Yeah. And those are very dangerous Politicians, people. Yeah, this is what happens when you have those dangerous. And you know what? I mean, I remember how McCarthy was like. He definitely regretted helping them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What did um, he say? I know, I look forward to your to your <laughs> your uh, productive questions. Yeah. Well, your positive. <laughs> your questions. positive questions. Yeah. I the one the one last thing I'll say about this is yeah. Yesterday during that press conference, McCarthy gave afterwards, which you know, good for him for going out there and giving that press conference. He said. A lot of those eight I helped get elected, maybe I should have chosen the other person. Yeah. Won't make that mistake again this time. Yeah. Uh, he said, for those of you that stood with me, don't worry. I'll be happy to help you get reelected. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, he, he has a lot of money. He does. Millions and millions and millions of dollars yes, in the does. bank. Um, so it's going to be very interesting to see what happens, especially given the primary seasons are now coming up. So, uh, you know, the people on his list are definitely yeah. going to have Katie Arrington, uh, maybe you should have another go at it. Well, yeah. Somebody. Apparently, she's the one who texted him last night yeah. saying, now don't you wish you helped me instead? Yeah. <laughs> that was a close primary with her. Oh, Nance, very, wasn't very. It? Oh, yeah. Say, yeah. So a couple yeah. million here, a couple million there. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just That's just unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Really All right. Moving on. Let's death, go. The death of Dan, uh, Senator Dianne Feinstein. Uh, we basically hit on that. <laughs> All that needs to be said, she is dead. Um <laughs> Now, Newsom appointed LaFonza Butler, which you would think is a made-up name yeah, if you didn't know better. <laughs> um, From the, Maryland. The president of Emily's List, the abortion group. Um, here's the catch. Lives in Maryland. Yeah. So, registered to vote in Maryland, pays yep. Maryland taxes. Yep. Not a California resident. You'd think that in a yeah. state of, you know, how many? 8 million, 10 million yeah. people, maybe more. No, 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 wait. Isn't California more, way more than that? It's like 25. Yeah, 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 something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, you think they'd be able to find someone who lives there to represent the state, but apparently not. Um, he couldn't do it because, remember, Karen Bass wanted the, to be in that seat. Yeah. The mayor of L.A., and that would have pissed off. I forget. The, there, there's so many these, you know, when, when a state is so dominated by Democrats like this, it's, it's all drama. Remember, if, if he picked her, then he would have pissed off someone else. So he yeah. decided to pick somebody who doesn't even live in the state. Um, scrubbed all of her social media 
regarding yeah. any connotations to her or references to her uh, marital residency. So well, you would think that they would have done that beforehand, but they're a I bunch know. of amateurs. Yeah. Um, here's the thing: the seats only open until next year. There's a primary in the spring. Um, now, and she hasn't said if she's going to seek a full term. I would assume she is, um, but. You also have other people running for that seat out there. Um, That's going to be very messy. Oh, for sure. And I think that because, remember, California has that jungle primary thing. Perfect opportunity if there's like seven Democrats for for one Republican to slip in in there. And then, you know, the the, the liberal votes split. I I think it could be be very nasty. Yeah, it could be. We got to hope for that. Well, yeah. But you got to raise a lot of money for the Republicans. For sure. For, for, for sure. any of them. California is – it just bleeds you dry. Well, in the, in the end, it's going to be very difficult to actually win that yeah. race. But So, yeah, we'll see what happens out there. It's going to be very interesting to watch. Uh, Lafonza Butler. What a name. Lafon- it's like the uh, – it's Napoleon Dynamite. Wasn't that Lafonza? Oh, it's Lafonza. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 Lafonza. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as, of course, you know by now when we mentioned the government shutdown was avoided over the weekend uh, – damn CR uh, for 45 days mind you well, so here's we get the, to do this again in 45 here, and, days and here's the part I left out about my infuriation <laughs> with Gates uh, in this whole speaker's debacle the reason that there were not cuts to the government in this CR is because of him he scuttled the Byron Donald's Eight percent baseline cut. Okay, they had a CR formed, which was a mandatory eight percent cut of all discretionary spending. Okay, he scuttled it. Him and his band of people here, uh, who traditionally are good conservatives, but apparently they thought they could get a better deal. But then in the end, they just ended up us because as as we've talked about so many times. The politics of the shutdown, as you run out that clock, everyone's here becomes so desperate, and they just feel like they have to pass it, and they can't shut down the government. And even though we all wanted the government shut down for many reasons, border security, Ukraine funding, you name it, uh, they wouldn't didn't want to shut down the government, so they just passed this CR. Of course, there's no Ukraine funding currently in it, which the Democrats are losing their minds over, and a lot of establishment Republicans. So them um it's good to hear that it seems that the two main candidates for the speaker's position are both in opposition to more funding for ukraine so that's going to get very interesting very quickly but yeah you know they they us we had a good deal you know it's it's the it's the same old thing of thinking of oh well we should scuttle this because we can get a better deal and then they run out the clock you don't get a better deal and you just end up getting yeah. And I feel like we as Republicans do this all the time where, you know, I mean, we had months to plan for this. Yeah. But they went on vacation in August. Yeah. And we were counting down. The, remember, we were saying, yeah. oh, it's getting real close. It's getting close. You're not going to have time to pass. You're going to run out of time. Yeah. And we almost ran out of time here. But like you said, the Ukraine stuff, kind of, Michael Bennett put a hold yeah. in the Senate. Mm-hmm. And he was not going to make a move until there were guarantees that a separate vote on a Ukraine package would, would come up at some point. So, uh, well, and they should have just shut down the government. Yeah. But nobody ever wants to do that. Nobody has the balls to do it. Yeah. They don't want to get blamed for it, even though we always get blamed for it. And even though that happens, 
pretty much every single other time we've shut down the government, we've actually gained seats. So the idea that, you know, we can't do it because we'll get blamed is bullshit. And the polling didn't sure. bear that out. The Democrats and Biden were initially going to. And you have an institutional thing here. You could have been like, well, the Democrats in the Senate well, and even caused we, the shutdown. Even that, we, was the, that was the talking well, point. Well, yeah, but you know that would never work. Even if we did get blamed, who gives a <laughs> Sometimes you just got to be willing to do it, right? If you're not going to shut down the government, then what's the point of budgeting anyway? Right? Yeah. The mechanism exists there for a reason that you have to pass budgets every single year. Okay? If we didn't have to pass budgets, we can just never shut the government down and just do whatever. That's basically what we're doing now. So the idea uh, – that, that bugs me that they just never have the balls to do it. Um, or, but, or draft a budget proposal that's like you know within the realm of possibility. Well, I, I, mean, I thought every, that, every I thought single that the budget... GOP appropriations bills were very reasonable. Well, no, no, no I wasn't but, referencing... I'm talking like the Obama years, remember? Well, yeah. Every budget proposal yeah. he had would, would never pass. Well, even, any, even, even Democrats didn't like it. Well, let's, let's remember, during the Trump years, yeah. the Trump budgets never passed. Yeah. A, never a president's budget never, ever just, you know, <laughs> sign off rubber stamp passes, yeah. right? That's a baseline to get Congress thinking about your priorities. So, at the end of the day, it comes down to the 12 appropriations bills. And the GOP appropriations bills this time were actually okay. You know, definitely way too much spending. Uh, you know, should be cut drastically, but yeah. that, when does that ever actually happen, right? Um, yeah. They were pretty reasonable baseline cuts, I think 6 to 7-8%. Um, basically back to pre-COVID levels, which is what it should be. Um, but they, they didn't. I don't know, like, if it was a failure of just, like, the whip, Tom Emmer, who does, like, the scheduling and stuff like that, where they just didn't have the time to pass the bills. They passed, I think, I think what, eight or nine of them? Yeah. I'm like, so finish the job. Yeah, the Senate may not pass them, but at least finish your job. Yeah. That's the that's the Senate's problem, you mm -hmm. know? In fact, <laughs> that, that's, yeah. that's old school Congress right there. Remember the, the saying, the enemy is not the opposite party? Mm -hmm. It's... The Senate and vice versa. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, also I'm, the opposite. I'm, party, I'm, but. <laughs> yeah, I'm, all, I'm, I'm going back to like Eisenhower days with that, yeah, with that sentiment. Yeah. But you know. Um, all right, enough about Congress. We're on the clock again, by the way, because it was only a 45 day CR, which expires, I believe, right before Thanksgiving. So, oh, isn't that oh, yeah. interesting? Like these people are going to, yeah, they're going to work through Thanksgiving to get right. The, yeah, okay. Yeah. Interesting yeah, that they okay. chose that date, right? 45 yeah. days. You couldn't about days. 30 days. Not 60 days, which would put it after Thanksgiving, 45, 45. right at Thanksgiving, which it. gives them not only shutdown uh, politics, but vacation and holiday vacation, politics. Yeah. Because you know Congress, there's nothing they love more than getting the f*** out of town for vacation. Yeah. Um, all right, Donald Trump's New York fraud trial is ongoing currently, started this week. Um, apparently, 80% of it's going to be thrown out due to statute of limitations. Um have you been following it? Not really. Okay, but, so but but I have seen the conduct of the judge in them. It's he's smiling. It's, the judge already yeah. made up his mind, and yeah. Trump Trump said that. Yeah. Um, he's a Democrat judge. He's an operative. It's ridiculous. That's what Trump said, and I agree. It is kind of a kangaroo uh, court from what I what I have skimmed from it. It's absolutely outrageous. Well, Ooh. there's a reason that it is this. His attorney, who basically was hired for her looks. Um, and don't get me wrong, she's very hot. She is. Is uh, this Alina? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very, very good looking. 
expensive, paid millions of dollars of donor money, of small dollar donor money for these legal fees, forgot to check a box on the paperwork to request a jury trial. Oh my God, what? Yeah. Yep. So, uh... Well, she's going to be fired soon. No, not quite. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Um, you know, that's it's basically how that's going you over You gotta there. be kidding me. No, definitely not kidding you. Um, we'll see what happens. I actually think that at the end of the day, the judge, now having been given the actual evidence, and he said it himself, he's like, yeah, the statute of limitations is in effect here, uh, Letitia. I don't know what the you're looking at but like everything before 2014 can't be used so that's 80 percent of the case out the window right there um well she well i i saw her today she said the trump show is over yeah well that's what she has to say because she staked everything on this case and basically you know it's like the duke uh duke rape allegations that never turned out it turned out to be a total she's she's pulling a knife on yeah essentially (laughs) um so, you know, I, I, I'm a little bit optimistic that it could potentially turn out positive. But, I mean, on the flip side... Guy had to dump a bunch of money to, for this bull****. Well, you know? not only the legal fees of yeah. this, which is spending money that should be spending on winning the election on this. Um, the fact that if he is found liable for this... Right, now remember, this is a civil trial. This is not criminal. Yeah. It's not going to jail. Yeah. But if he's found liable, not only will he have a very large fine to pay... But he could be banned from doing business in New York State permanently. Yeah. Um, now, that would cost him a lot, a lot of money. Yeah. Um, now, at the end of the day, he's still a very rich man. But these are the kinds of things that the Democrats do yeah. to Republicans yeah. in general. Yeah. Not being to, able to operate in the economic capital of the country right. is, is, yeah. is, is really – It's a weaponization. Yeah. You know, not just against Trump, but they would do this to basically... Yeah. I mean, look what they're doing to the January 6th defendants. I mean, you yeah. could go down the list. It's the economic litmus test. If we don't like you, you can't do business. Yeah. That's the, that's the liberals right now. Yep. Um, you know, there's a lot of developments in the Biden stuff. Uh, really, at the end of the day, the biggest thing is he pled not guilty in court on Tuesday to the firearms counts against him. Yeah. They say they're going to call Joe Biden... I highly doubt that that's going to happen. Wow. Um, there, uh, there's just no way. Wow. There, there's no way that they're going to allow that. There's going to be interference behind the scenes to stop that for sure. Yeah, I agree. Well, Joe's going to be like, get the f*** out of here, yeah. Hunter. Are you out of your f***ing mind? There's no or, way. Or he'll be like, okay, but I'm going to sell you down river. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like. I, the bank accounts are already full. I don't need you anymore. I mean, Joe doesn't know where he is. Um, I highly doubt that they're going to let him take the stand. Jill will never allow that. Um, Jill might kill him. Yeah, exactly. Might go full house of cards. I'm actually not like, I'm actually dead serious about that. I wouldn't be surprised if they gave him a hot dose, as they say in Casino. Yeah, hot dose. So, there's other stuff too, but I don't, I don't have the energy to get into that right now. Um, we'll there are going to be many more dots to this exactly. Biden robbery this is stuff. Gonna it's go, all about threading them. It's going to go all through next year. Yeah. We still got the Biden uh, yeah. investigation on Capitol Hill, yeah. the impeachments. We'll have plenty of time to talk yeah. about that. Yeah. Um, the illegal immigration crisis continues to rage out of control. Um, even Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker is a real piece of uh, 
has just had enough and said that Joe sent a letter to Joe Biden saying he needs to close the freaking border, um, that Chicago can't handle any more illegals. Same thing happening with Eric Adams in New York. Um, well, because all these guys see what the res the residents are all pissed off. They're all in districts where yep. that go ninety plus you know percent Democrat every mm-hmm. election. They want these people out. They're going to vote them out yep. if, if they do nothing about this potentially. So, you oh, know, well, you know, then you have nursing homes being closed. A ninety five year old veteran named Frank Tamaro was given a less than two month notice to to move out of the nursing home he's resided in for years. Because it was sold to become a facility for illegal immigrants. Yeah. Yeah. We're kicking our veterans, 95-year-old guy, out to give these illegals a place to squat. Um, I I love how in Staten Island in New York, they're fighting back against this. Oh, yeah. They're trying to stop the buses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's pretty wild what's going on up there. And in Chicago, you have black residents that have signs that say, build the wall. Yeah. <laughs> City yeah. Council. <laughs> It's a very interesting dynamic, um, and I think it could actually play a key role in the election next year from a standpoint of uh, minority voters and, and potentially blue enclave voters switching and voting Republican. Now, obviously, well, if it's Trump, that maybe mutes that a little yeah. bit, but it could play a key role in local races. Yeah, I agree. Where you know these local politicians are really teetering on the edge of losing control. Um, and I think you could see places that traditionally have never had Republican governance. Um, it could be governors. It could be mayors, councils. Um, you know, the, I think you could see Republican candidates come into power because of these local issues. Like, obviously, illegal immigration is a national issue. Most people in the country, if they're not encountering these illegals, don't think of it. Yeah. Right? But when in your backyard... You're seeing what's going on here. It changes the entire uh, equation. You know, remember, what's the saying? All politics is local. Yeah. And this is the most local it gets. And so I, I think we could see a pretty interesting thing happen there. Um, and, and also, the crime wave. Uh, we've been talking about the crime wave for how long on this show? I mean, since the, Months. Since, since the Black Lives Matter riots, yeah. essentially, we've been talking about crime. Well, now it's really reaching a fever pitch because you have situations like the following. A member of Congress getting carjacked at gunpoint in Washington, D.C. Yeah. A a San Francisco area clerk set on fire after trying to stop a shoplifter from stealing. You have in Philadelphia a local journalist, and I use journalist very loosely because he really is a liberal activist, but he worked for the Philly Inquirer. Yeah. Uh, who who wrote recently? Uh, I don't know what these Republicans are talking about. Philadelphia yeah. is not a crime-ridden city. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Murdered in his home. Yeah. Seven gunshots. No suspects. Literally two days before, he tweeted making fun of Republicans who were claiming that Philadelphia was spiraling out of control. Murdered. Murdered. Okay. Uh, then, and I've never seen anything like that before. Then there was a second incident of that, right? Yeah, there was uh, an activist, Ryan Carson, who was... Actually, they, they, they both died on the same day. Yeah. They were both killed on Monday. Ryan Carson was stabbed at four in the morning in Crown Heights, leaving a wedding with his girlfriend. A deranged man came, stabbed him, he died. Homeless man. Homeless yeah. man, yeah, I think. Yeah. And then... And then... her His Antifa girlfriend refused to give a description of... The crazy man yeah. who murdered her yeah. boyfriend 
Because he was black. Yeah. Basically, the, there's security cam footage by the yeah. bus stop, and that's yeah. how we, we figured it out. But yeah, both of these guys, tw- they, they were tweeting uh, in response to the Dilbert creator, Scott Adams, mm-hmm. who's a very prolific commentator on social issues. Yeah. And um, yeah, they both died. Yep. Who knew that a cartoonist could become a Grim Reaper? But um, very eerie coincidence. Yeah. Um, also, I, the, the Crown Heights is a little iffy at four in the morning. Well, yeah, that's not yeah. surprising. But yeah, very, very eerie. Should have taken an Uber. Yeah, very eerie. Uh, um, what else do we got here? Uh, good in good crime news, a new law allowing the death penalty be, to be used for child rapists was uh is in effect now in Florida. Oh, okay. Yep, the child yep. rapists are getting the chair, um, or I think they get injection, whatever. The gas chamber? No, I don't think they use the gas chamber. Yeah, they don't, they don't it, use that anymore. I think it's all injection in most places now. Um, I think they should bring back the firing squad. Some yeah. states do have the firing I squad. Think, uh, I think Utah still does. Mm-hmm. Um, gun control will head next week. There's a lot to talk about there. Um, let's see. 2024. Uh, basically, in the 2024 race, it's kind of the status quo right now, post-debate. Uh, Trump is calling on the RNC to end future debates, uh, which I think is just ridiculous. Um, yeah, sure, he has a substantial lead, but maybe he should show up to one of the debates and just put the kill shot on the rest of these people who he says have no shot. Um, you know, I think that there's a lot of questions that he needs to answer. And yes, he probably will be the nominee, very likely will be the nominee. Um, I still I still think that some of the behavior I'm seeing out of his campaign, either due to it's being run by total amateurs, which it is, um, but also it could signal that they have some concern about this race. Um, now, as far as I know, the next debate, which is going to in early November in Miami, I believe, according to reports. Um, I believe it's going to go forward. But Trump mm-hmm. released a statement saying that, oh, well, the, the race is over and the debate should be canceled because we should use our resources for uh, against Joe Biden, which, you know, sure, great, great point, if not for the fact that he is using donor money for his personal legal bills. Yeah. Now over $50 million of it. And while I do agree with what most people say in response to that, well, you know, his donations basically say that he's going to do that. And I'm like, yeah, they basically say that, but they don't explicitly say that. Um, and I think that, you know, if he's going to be the nominee, and most likely he's going to be the nominee, he needs to separate those funds. He needs to start a specific legal defense fund and then have the campaign funds be separate because and, yeah. and I, I don't need to campaigns, you know, campaigns that I trust in general because um, I know how the sausage is made behind the scenes. I know where that money goes to. Yep. Most of the money you donate. Don't uh, go to the campaign. <laughs> it, well, to- it, de- it depends on who it is. Yeah. It depends on who it is. A lot of times if you get these uh, Republican Senate campaign stuff, it's like 98 cents on the dollar goes to the NRSC and two cents goes to the candidate that they're emailing about. Yeah. you got to check the splits. They're, they have to be listed on there legally, yeah. by the way. There's a consultant class that has to be paid. Keep that in oh, mind. Oh, for you sure. And they, keep that they, in mind. They take their rake off the oh, top. They certainly yes. do. 
Um, but anyway, back to the point. I was saying, like, for me, if I'm going to donate to Trump, I want that money to go towards beating Joe Biden. I don't want that to go to pay his legal bills, okay? The man is rich. He could pay his own legal bills. He got himself into this legal trouble, okay? A lot of it was his own doing. A lot of it could have been avoided. Now, a lot of it's political persecution. Totally agree with that, right? And maybe I would donate to the legal fund too, but I just think it should be two separate pools of money. I also think that legally that's the safest thing to do because otherwise, you know, they're going to come after him again legally for FEC legal violations. It's it's just a, it's a circle of bullshit is what it is. And uh, I think that the money thing is one of his biggest liabilities. Uh, he is running very, very low on cash on hand. Yes. Um, so that's going to be a problem going into the next, going into the 2024 cycle. Regardless of how this race shakes out, and he very likely will be the nominee, uh, he's going to have a money problem. Um, will he pony up some of his own money? Not so far. Maybe he will in the end. Um, all that money, by the way, that he raised for the so-called red wave that he didn't actually spend on the campaigns of, of mm-hmm. the people trying to make the red wave happen, mm-hmm. that money's all gone. Yeah. All spent on legal bills. Uh, so there's a lot of concern there. I have a lot of concern about the people that have surrounded him. They're all amateurs. Uh, they're all uh, no experience in running political campaigns. That is no way to run a campaign for president. He doesn't have a Kellyanne. You know, he doesn't even have a Jared, and Jared sucked at it too. He doesn't have Brad Parscale, who went nuts, um, but was good, was good at his job. Um, you know, all these people, I didn't know all these people, and, and they, they were good at their jobs running the campaign. Jared was okay, could have been a lot better, but, but there's no one even half as good as Jared right now in charge. Um, there's no campaign manager. Well, it's, isn't it this Susan Wiles lady? Nobody, you know, nobody knows really, yeah. and that's part of the problem. Yeah. Um, there's no real command structure. There's no real operation in place, um, and 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 that's with already raising a lot of money, but he's burning it all. The burn rate's like ninety eight percent. Yeah. Um, you know, this is all like technical bullshit fundraising stuff. But when it comes to a presidential campaign, this campaign next year is going to cost a billion and a half. It's going to be the most expensive presidential campaign ever. Um, the Democrats have their money. They always do. They will easily spend a billion and a half. Hell, Hillary spent a billion to lose. Okay? Yeah. Last cycle, when we, you know, air quote, lost, but but not in the White House currently, spent oh, spent about, about a billion. Yeah. So, if we want to win this thing, you know, this is what we're going to have to do. So, um, we'll see. But our, our uh, clip of the day. We had some vintage Trump. President Trump doing what he does best uh, this past weekend on Friday, attacking President Joe Biden. I believe this was at the California Republican Convention. Um, on Friday, Trump mocking Biden's frequent mishaps. Uh, take a listen. This is just classic vintage Trump. This is the Trump that I love right here. Let's see. Look, some people say Biden's going to make it. Does anybody think he's going to make it to the starting gate? I mean, the guy can't find his way off of a stage. Look, here's a stage. Here's a stage. I've never seen this stupid stage before, right? I've never seen it. But if I walk left, there's a stair. And if I walk right, there's a stair. And this guy gets up. Where am I? 
Where the hell am I? Where am I? He's roaming around on the stage, <laughs> looking like a lost puppy. Um, all right. So, anything else to add? That's it. Yeah. All right. We're yeah. gonna wrap this up. Uh, if you have any comments, email is triggered at townhall.com. We I think we have a couple emails in. We'll do we'll do some reader emails uh, next week. Uh, we'll have a, a another episode for you on Wednesday, which will be the day of the speaker vote. Um, the speaker vote is scheduled to occur on Wednesday. Tuesday, I believe, is going to be candidate speeches. They may have one vote on Tuesday night, although I'm hearing that most likely it's going to be starting Wednesday morning. They'll go several rounds that day or until they have someone. Um, so we will have it fully covered for you at townhall.com. From now till then, full episode of Triggered next Wednesday for you. Um, and, of course, if you enjoy Triggered and want to get it on set to become a Town Hall VIP member at townhallvip.com. Use the promo code SAVEAMERICA for 50% off of your membership. Get into this exclusive club of Patriots. Um, shout out. Oh, I forget who it was. Someone just left us a review recently. Said they finally joined VIP and love it. So shout out to you. I'll get your name for the next episode. I can't find it right now. Uh, we love you all. Thank you for listening. Um, and we will be back here for another episode of Triggered next Wednesday. See you then. Oh, and don't forget, oh, Columbus Day. Columbus Day. Yeah, Christopher Columbus. Yes. Great Italian-American. Don't let Get, them indoctrinate you. Gabagool. Don't let them indoctrinate you with this bulk Indigenous Peoples Day. He founded America. Hero. Great American hero. Great Italian-American hero. That is all. We'll see you next Wednesday. Oh, no,